not knowing what you have and not knowing what you need or want, because there's needs and there's wants, and not knowing what your options are, are a detriment to yourself. Will you outlast your money? Do you stay awake at night worrying about providing for your family? Are you making the right decisions about your investments? There are many life-changing decisions that arise and questions you want answered when going through divorce or after you've received your settlement. This is the Financially Ever After podcast, where you'll hear stories of women like you and get advice from the industry's top professionals. Here's your award-winning and nationally recognized host, Stacey Francis. Welcome to Financially Ever After. I'm so excited that you're here today and that you're joining myself and Catherine to talk about the three-legged stool of divorce. Karen and Catherine started the company that we're going to be talking about today called My Divorce Solutions. Each one of them have almost three decades of experience in the financial industry, have experienced divorce, have raised children, and know all the information that you need to know to make sure that you go through the divorce process as educated as possible, spending as little money as possible. And make sure you stay to the end where we talk about that three-legged stool of divorce. Karen and Kathleen help you identify the first leg, which is understanding your assets, your liabilities, essentially what you have. They also talk about that second stool, the important stool of understanding your spending, not only now, but in the future. And then finally, putting together a team to help you keep your eye on what's important, knowing what you're comfortable compromising and negotiating on and understand what your must-haves for a secure financial future going forward. There's so much in this podcast. I hope that you listen to the end because you don't want to miss a moment. And for more information, go to their website, My Divorce Solutions. It will give you all this information that we talk about today. And don't worry, all this information is in the show notes for you too. Thanks for joining and please help me welcome our special guests, Karen and Catherine of My Divorce Solutions. Well, thank you, Catherine and Karen, for being here. I know all of you listeners just heard a great intro on our experts here, but I'd love for you to talk more about what My Divorce Solution is and how you work with individuals going through the divorce process. Sure. So Karen and I had the fortune of meeting each other. We both come from two different worlds. You know, I come from the financial background. And although I had all the financial clarity needed for my divorce, I didn't really have the legal language clarity and how that agreement needed to be protected to be enforceable, which led me into court 10 years after my divorce. And then meeting Karen, she had the flip side of that. She knew the legal aspect, and I guess she could talk about that, but didn't have the financial clarity. So when we got together, we just realized that this was the missing component when people were getting divorced, is having both of those worlds pretty much, I say, collide. And we have been able to create a process to ensure that individuals or couples have the financial clarity that they need and that they have the considerations needed to have their agreement protected. Yes. So when, by virtue of us going through our own divorces, we each knew our weak areas. And my weak area was financial. I had the best attorneys available to me, frankly, because I had many years in the legal industry and I worked at a law firm. However, 
maybe a year after my divorce decree, I was back in court because I didn't know some of the financial impacts of some of the decisions that I made. So I was back in court from that reason. Catherine was back in court from the, from the other side. So we realized when we got together that there's a gap between financial analysis and legal requirements. So mm -hmm. financials mostly focus on data and that's only helpful in litigation and in processing a divorce if you have the documentation to support it. So that's what we do. We help clients. We are a divorce preparation platform. We help clients collect the documents needed and then apply the financial analysis to it and then deliver the impact of all of those decisions and the options and the scenarios to the client. So in turn, their professionals are all working from the same fund of information and documentation to add to or to interpret or to translate in their own specific expertise. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And one of the biggest pieces that I see individuals coming to us of actually really just not knowing what the financials look like and whether it's really understanding all the different assets and what they're valued at, or also understanding what the income is and what the spending is. You know, I feel like we live such busy lives. Often we don't have our, our thumb on the pulse of everything about our finances and going into the divorce process, all of a sudden, it's not a nice to know any longer. It's a, well, you have to know. I'd love to hear from you, Karen. I mean, do you find a good number of individuals or couples that come to you that really don't have much of a clue of what's really going on with their spending, their income, and what their assets look like, or even debts, of course? Yes, absolutely. And frankly, even if they do have a good understanding while we have people who come to us and say, I have no idea how much money I spend on anything. Mm -hmm. So we do work through that as we develop their lifestyle analysis and then translate that into their disclosure. And then what that means from the court's perspective of that information, which is very different than how you may have looked at it or any of us look at it when we're day-to-day -day living. But there's many couples that come to us and say, we've got our net worth statement. We're ready to go. We're pretty much divided our assets. We know how this is going to work. And within an hour of kind of deconstructing that, it's a whole different ball game when it's converted into then litigation or the divorce process or how things are looked at in the divorce process. It's completely different. Mm -hmm. So I think that is, I want to say shell shock to people who think they have a handle on their finances. And while they probably do in the day-to-day, -day, when that then integrates into the divorce process, that's when people can't become unglued because they don't understand that, nor should they, I guess, mm -hmm. if they've never been divorced before. Yeah. I mean, knowing the numbers, having them, you know, with documentation behind them is so important. And I'd love to hear about what your thoughts are. I'm, we're working with a, a client right now and there's so much mistrust of her soon-to-be ex-husband. We're getting statements going back since the divorce started because she is not confident that he is playing by the same set of rules that everyone should be playing with and essentially taking money out of their accounts without her trying to find that out. And you can find that by just looking at those statements and making sure that you have that information. Catherine, I'd love to ask you, this can be a Herculean task of 
getting all the statements for all the assets, all the retirement accounts, brokerage accounts, checking, savings, credit cards, you know, home equity lines of credit, mortgage, auto loans, the list goes on. How do you help clients gain access to that information? Because it can take dozens of hours if you're not organized. Right. And that's a great question. It's exactly what drives us. We have developed the divorce preparation platform. And it's a journey that our clients go on. It's our own software that we've developed and they get to actually see their journey along the way. So we will help them access their documentation and get it to us. And we do it in a streamlined fashion and we move at their pace. If one of the parties is our client, we will reach out to the other party and ask them if they would like to participate in the process as well. So they don't have to keep asking their spouse. We then will ask their spouse. And sometimes the spouse takes them a little while to come along, but they know that they have to give this information. So you're either going to do it a very expensive way and have an attorney collect it, or you're going to come into our process and then we can share it with your attorney and or your mediator. So just by opening the conversation, a lot of this starts with how you start the divorce process. The earlier you come to us, the better off you are. Because how you start this process, I could say this a thousand times, will really determine the temperature of the parties throughout the process. So you can start this in a very aggressive way because you don't trust your spouse, like you were just mentioning, or you can start it in a different way, just being open and honest. That this is the information we're gathering. I would like to do it together or not mm-hmm. if you don't mm-hmm. want to. So starting the process is important. But then we will work with If it's a client of yours, we'll work with you, you know, so we'll gather what information that you have directly from you, or we'll work with their other professionals to gather it. We don't invest clients money for them. So we work with their financial planners to get the information and to get any ins and outs about their investments that we need to know. And then all of their information is together. So for anyone else on their divorce team, they don't have to give this information for the third, fourth, fifth time. We just Uh digitally give it to any professional that needs it. If they need a forensic, we already have the documents when we know what the scope of the job would be. You mentioned just a minute ago, sure, you're tracing back statements from the beginning of the divorce process. You know, I'm a CDFA, you're a CDFA. Sure, we can do that accounting. I have an accounting degree. We could do that. We don't need a forensic to do that, right? So often we see parties come in and they hired a forensic, but we don't even know what the scope is. So when you Mm -hmm. come through our process, we understand when a forensic's being hired, we're working with their attorney and that forensic then gets the data from us because we already have it. And Mm -hmm. then they understand what their scope is and then they get to work more efficiently. In turn, working like that with your team, we're saving couples thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars. Yeah. And as we know, divorce is a very expensive process. I was just updating a plan this morning for a client and she needs to pay off the final bill for her lawyers, and it's upwards of $330,000. And this is just the final bill. There have been numerous bills along the way. It was a million-dollar divorce. And unfortunately, she's now left in a position where the settlement that she's receiving isn't enough, and she's going to have to go back to work. And that's not nice to tell anyone, let alone someone who's approaching their 60s. So (laughs) divorce can be very expensive, but there are so many things that you can do to make it less expensive. And this is one of them. It's really not rocket science. It's getting the documents, it's getting the information together, and you don't necessarily have to pay an attorney $900 an hour, $500 an hour, whatever that local rate is in your hometown to 
be able to get these documents. Let me interject here a little bit. And I know Karen probably wants to too, because we're chopping <laughs> at the bit when we hear <laughs> these cases. A lot of that's going to go back again, how that case was started. And not knowing what you have and not knowing what you need or want, because there's needs and there's wants, and not knowing what your options are, are a detriment to yourself because that's what keeps the billing cycle going on because you're getting confused. You're looking for justice somehow. You're angry and you still don't understand what you need. So somebody who had to pay a million dollars to get through their divorce that now has to go back to work, that's an injustice in itself right there, right? There's no symmetry among the documentation for one, so everybody's confused. And two is her and probably her spouse, they didn't know what they needed to compromise on because everybody has to compromise. But if you don't know what options are available to you and you don't know what the outcome of those options are, you can't make a smart decision. So Mm -hmm. it takes it back to when we go through our process, we ensure that they have the financial awareness and the knowledge to make those decisions that are going to impact your future, right? Then they go work with planners and stuff and do their post-planning. But in this process, you have to stay so streamlined that what are the decisions I need to make with what we have and what might we do a lifestyle analysis with our clients and we do a budget, both of those with them. And then understand what certain options are so that when you're forced to settle, which most people are forced to settle before they get into a courtroom, even though they think they're getting in there, you know, I have option A, B, and C, and I'll be okay with all three of those options. Mm -hmm. I want A, but I might end up with C, but I'm Mm -hmm. already in my head clear on what that means to me financially. And if you settle on B, great, you can make that decision. But those cases like that, that's just a bunch of confusion and chaos going on. And it's sad. It's really sad. And I know Karen is chomping here to hop in on this one because she deals with the attorneys a lot and this billing cycles. I want to say in their defense, but not necessarily in their defense, you know, attorneys really aren't trained to help a client be educated or in the know about what they have. Most clients think when they go to their attorney, the attorney's just going to take care of it. And on some levels they are, but only to the extent the client allows them to. And if you don't know what you have and what that means to you and what your options are, then you're kind of left so vulnerable. So the attorney can only respond to your emotions and you said that particular client probably spent a lot of money emotionally. You spoke about mm-hmm. two clients today. One client has the spouse who's dissipating assets, and that's not uncommon. But I frequently have conversations with clients about, I understand that there was injustice in the marriage. I understand that husband may have dissipated funds. I understand he may have spent or she may have spent an inordinate amount of money on girlfriend or a boyfriend. I get that, but this is the value of your estate right here. This is the important critical components of your estate. You only have X amount of money that you can comfortably spend to get what you're entitled to, or even to understand and then compromise. Let's stay focused here. Yeah. Understand what this is. A lot of it plays into business valuations because people can get lost in there or different assets that seem a little bit more complex, like stock options and things like that, where they don't understand. And so it's easier for them to get over here where they're not really going to find justice. But if Mm -hmm. you can get the information you need and understand what you're entitled to and know that if you are able to end up with what you're entitled to and you're going to be okay, then you can spend instead of a million dollars, you can spend 
$50,000 yeah. and be okay. And no, you're not going to resolve the injustice of the marriage, but that's not what divorce is in the end. Yeah. You bring such a good clarity that this is not the forum to resolve the injustices. And there's a lot of emotion that gets tied up with money. If I took a dollar bill and for all of you listening, if you had seen me rip that dollar bill, even though it's just $1, we all would have quite a strong reaction. Mm -hmm. And most people would hate me of like, how dare you? How rude and not really valuing the dollar. There's so much more in, in a dollar and it through divorce, that's just a big part of it. And helping clients stay the road and stay focused on what's really important is really key. And we've talked a lot about really identifying the assets, but Catherine, I'd love to jump into something that you talked about and talking about a lifestyle analysis and creating that budget. This is an area that I know a lot of women struggle to create that budget that is accurate for them that includes all those one-time expenses that we forget and to be able to make sure that that's also reflective of what their future life is going to be. Can you talk a little bit about how My Divorce Solutions helps your clients create that budget and make sure that they know what their lifestyle is really going to cost going forward? Yeah. So the only thing I want to touch on that, and I'll let Karen take over because that's where she's the advisor at our group. But when calculating support, which is what I do, if it's requested, a lot of people don't understand that there's 14 or 20 factors in each state and we're nationally, so every state's different, but most of them have factors that go into just a support calculation. And one is the ability to pay the payer and the other is the need of the party. But that need sometimes is just not what your water bill is. It is the lifestyle that you're accustomed to because uh-huh, some states uh-huh. will set up that if you're accustomed to this lifestyle, and that's what your payer is supposed to be paying on. So it's really important what state you're in and what your lifestyle is. And I'll let Karen take over here because this is her specialty for sure. <laughs> yes, it is. And we do this right at the beginning because that's when everything is fresh. And that's when you understand that like as soon as you can start to develop this, as soon as close to the date of separation or thinking about the date of separation as you can get is important because a lot of people could either be cut off from money. They could be cut off from a lot of things. Sometimes people get super afraid. So they stop spending money and they let this go for a long period of time. Or this is a good one. The spouse says, I'm just going to cover the expenses. And they let that go on for years and years. And they don't understand how precedence impacts their future availability for support. So we like to grab it. And some people are very uncomfortable to talk about their lifestyle because they're embarrassed. They shouldn't be embarrassed. There's nothing to be embarrassed about, but sitting down as soon as you can. And I help them build out. I let them just tell me how they think they spend money. And then we go back through and deconstruct, clarify, and it becomes such an educational process because so many of us really don't want to think about it. I actually love to budget, but I think I'm in the minority. So just helping them understand how they spend money, whether they're going to be able to do that in the future or not, is kind of irrelevant. We have to talk about historically, how have you and your family spent money? And we have to document that. And I am just astounded that people come to me and say, my attorney gave me this financial disclosure and I just filled it in quickly in 10 minutes. 
and they don't understand the impact of that disclosure without yeah. understanding what those numbers mean. So yeah. we like to take our time with it because how you think you spend money is A, probably very different than how you actually spend money. And B, you need to put it in the framework of how the courts interpret that documentation. Mm -hmm. So we do that and then we calculate support. Some people are super happy about it. Oh, I can live on this. And some people, to your point, I got to get a job. Okay, yeah. based on that and based on the numbers that we think may be coming your way, these are some things you can do. These are some ways you can manage your budget. It may not be the lifestyle you're accustomed to, but we can work with it according to how you spend money, how you think about your life, those things that are important to you. I love so it. It's a whole journey. I love it. And Karen, Catherine, you know, what we've really done is we've talked about what I think are like the pegs to a successful divorce. Peg one, understanding what your assets and your liabilities are. Peg two, understanding really what your expenses are. And peg three, having a great team that helps you keep your eye on the, the focus of what's really important. And talking about team, I'd love to hear a little bit more. How does my divorce solutions work that's differently than, let's say, a financial advisor like myself? For us, we typically are looking at the long term out to age 95. We're modeling in. We're then investing someone's money to make sure that that way it's invested is invested appropriately to get them and to bridge that gap. That's what we do. An accountant tends to be the person who's doing the tax returns and doing that work. How do you differ and how do you work with that team together? We are a great integration of all the professionals. Everybody gets to stay in their, their zone and where their expertise is. So because I'm the financial as well, I love working with the financial planners on their team because I understand the assets. I understand the RSUs and annuities and all the complexities of them. But the client typically doesn't, even the one who thinks that they do, they don't realize how it's going to relate to them in the divorce process, right? So they might have that planning out to age 82, but what does it mean to them today? Mm -hmm. And so when I sit down with you, Stacey, and we go through like what the goals were, even as the family, we have to unwind that client from the emotion of that family goal into now, what could it possibly look like if you get divorced and put it into the actual, just the data number and understand all the consequences to each and every asset. Like if there's a surrender charge or if there's a living benefit that you might be giving up. But when I get to sit down and work with you, we get to go through all of that so that we could put it in a format for the client to really understand and interpret. And they only have to do that once. So it keeps them for going back to you for post-divorce planning or what's the ease for transferring some of these assets? Is it in kind or is it going to be a dollar amount? So you get to work with our firm to make sure that the client's protected in that way. We get to put it in a format that the attorney is going to see or the mediator is going to see or the accountant is going to see. On the flip side, we go to the accountant. Okay, what's the tax comparison for a single versus a married final and jointly? What's the benefit that the single person is losing? And what does that mean? And so the accountant gets to stick right in there. Neither of you two professionals are picking sides here. You're strictly working with us to get the data we need to put it in a format that has symmetry among documentation among all the professionals. And the client uh -huh. is only experiencing going through at one time and then with their other lead advisors. So at the end, when our portrait is being delivered, it could be delivered to their financial planner, it could be delivered to whoever it is. So it works very nicely. Karen hops in with the attorneys and I'll let you pick it up from here on how we share the documentation with them and the mediators. 
Yeah, absolutely. Our clients do tend to become attached to us, as I'm sure you experienced that with your client, Stacy. They have a relationship. And so to trust other professionals is a stretch for them because divorce is so traumatic, for lack of a better word. But as we're building the portrait, you know, we do invite the accountants in, the financial planners in, the mortgage advisors, the mediators, whoever it is that need information and documentation to support whatever advice they're giving them. It's all the same information all the time. So mm-hmm. you, uh, the financial planner isn't looking at different information than the accountant is looking for and vice versa. So once they have their portrait, they have their settlement negotiation tool that says, here's the documentation, go talk to your financial planner about this. Do you want to do an alimony buyout or is it better that you have a cash flow? How does that work for your accountant? Like Catherine was saying, how are you going to be filing? Whatever the, it may be for your attorney. This is the documentation that supports your marital estate. This is the documentation we weren't able to get. So this is what they need to know. You were asked for all of this documentation. This is what you were able to provide. These are the holes. So they know exactly where to step in for those places that weren't able to be collected for whatever reason. Some clients just don't have access to every single document. But again, everybody's on the same page. We can sit down with the entire team. I actually sit down with two divorce teams this week. And everyone is on the portal looking at documentation. Let's send this here. Let's send this there. And everybody has everything they need to help that client make really super good informed decisions for themselves. So I'm going to ask a question. I know every single listener is is thinking, how do you charge? How does that work? Is it hourly? Is it per project? Because we're talking about data collection of documents and housing them. But then we're also talking about potentially helping someone really create their budget and a lifestyle analysis. So what are the different ways that you work? That's the most exciting part for real. (laughs) So we've been able to develop an algorithm based on the complexity of the marital estate. So whether both spouses are coming to us or one or the other, it doesn't matter. It's all the same price. So we assign points to the assets and debts. We go through that with them with a fine tooth comb to make sure we've identified everything. And it's part of their experience with us. They're starting to understand how all of this information is going to play out for them. And then there's a flat fee assigned to that. That flat fee is in place for the entirety of the project, meaning the delivery of the divorce financial portrait. So we do not want our clients ever in a space where they think speaking to us is going to cost X hundred dollars. That's never going to be the case. And well, there are ad hoc services. It doesn't last through the whole entire divorce. Right. So sometimes it's if they end up the in, portrait. Yeah. yeah. Sometimes when they go to litigation, they need the portrait updated because as we know, litigation wants current numbers. Then it, they come back. Yeah. Okay. So it's all the way through the delivery of the portrait. And what we can assure is that our flat fee pricing will save them at least two thirds of their attorney's fees alone. But we're also collecting information and documentation that they can supply to their forensic or to their accountant. So they don't have to in turn charge them to collect that information or talk to the attorney and then talk to the forensic and all around the block. That doesn't happen because we have that central portal of very important critical documentation that they will need to Mm -hmm. process their divorce. And how do you work with helping someone create their budget? I find that work is some of the most 
rewarding, but also some of the most time intensive. That's part of the delivery of the portrait. Wow. That's phenomenal. It's streamlined. COVID has been a very challenging experience for all of us. Yeah. But due to COVID, we immediately pivoted to online technology. And that alone has been the catalyst for us being able to provide this service online at the prices we're able to do it because it, it really does streamline that process and that experience for the clients. The Divorce Financial Portrait also takes the fear in little steps, right? This is a scary process. You know, I know I've been through it and, you know, you can't think of all these things. We have really smart executives that are our clients, but you know, when it's them, it's totally different. Divorce is second and grief to death. Uh So the way the journey is broken down is that they kind of filter through the emotional part. And because we start with the launch call so that they understand what the process will look like, The next one is that budget and that budget carries so much emotions in it because that's where most individuals are scared. Even if you're the money spouse or the one paying support, you're still scared. Uh And the one receiving is scared. And and that's where they're first thinking. So our process breaks down the journey where we think it's really important and helpful for our clients. So you start uncovering your emotions through that process. And yeah, it's emotional, but it's also data that's needed, right? Right. And then, so by the time they're through with that and they're uploading documents, they're putting it in there as that's my car or it's my husband's pension, or they don't even think of it as what it actually is. So again, uploading the documents is all detailed to them because they've already went through and it's self-explanatory what we're looking for. And then when the assessment comes and they get their first review, you know, we turn it into then the data. It Uh is Wells Fargo, one, two, three, four account. It's not your husband's IRA. Now it's turning into data, but they're being heard because everyone needs to be heard. And they're doing this at a flat fee, not at a billable hour. So when we turn the emotion, there's an emotional value to dollars. And a lot of people don't account for that, particularly attorneys. They don't account for the emotional connection to a dollar or to an investment account. So as we're going through this process, we're able to hear how they feel, notate how they feel in a footnote and then kind of unravel it and turn it into maybe one of their options or something that they might compromise on because they're putting their feelings here. We're not telling them what to compromise on. We're just putting it out there so they understand it in a different format. And so then when there's additional documentation that may be needed after that review because something's uncovered, it still gives them time to really still move through the journey. They're starting to feel a little better now. They're starting to feel a little powered. You know, Stacey, when someone gets some financial knowledge, they start sitting a little stronger. And they feel like they can stand up for themselves a little bit better. So by the time that we deliver that portrait to their final delivery, they feel like a whole world is opening up to them, whether it's good or bad, but they're able to stand up for themselves and make a decision whether they don't want to do it or they have to do it. Sometimes some people don't have an option, but then they're going to move on to their post-divorce life in a much better way. Love it. Well, I can't thank you enough for being here. And as a divorce financial advisor, our superpower of what we do is not what you do. Our dream client is that client that comes to us that has all their information, that has their budget, so that we can then take that, put that in model, do a settlement analysis of settlement A versus B versus C, lump sum alimony versus, as you mentioned, over a period of time, different variations of how you show add-ons, what percentage, all those things. But to be able to do that work and to be able to 
for us to really use our superpowers, we need all this information and we need to know it's correct. And if we're given that data, it's going to take so much time off of our plates of having to spend that time on what I think is kind of like admin operations and not using us to our full extent. And so I, I think what's really important for everyone to know that's listening is that number one, there are great resources out there for you to get this information. And number two, use your professionals in their highest power. Use the superpower for each one of these professionals so that less money comes out of your pocket. And even more importantly, you, you get the advice you really need to make exactly. good decisions. And that's and the so, time that you need it. Exactly. How do our listeners get to know a little bit more about My Divorce Solutions and how to reach out to you and Catherine? So I will direct everyone to our website, www.mydivorcesolution.com. There you will find all the information about the Divorce Financial Portrait. You can take the assessment, schedule a free call with us. You'll find all of our podcasts. You'll find all of our resources there. We're on Instagram. We're on Facebook. We're on TikTok now, believe it or not. It's <laughs> <laughs> hilarious, I know. <laughs> or you could email us directly at hello at mynddivorcesolution.com. Don't forget about our community. We just started about a month ago a community where you can go if you're thinking yeah. about it or you just need to be around other people who are in your same scenario. You're just not ready to do anything or you, you just want to feel like you're inclusive into a group. We just started a community about a month ago. Yep. Nice. And that's our all online. in the website you can find out. Yeah. Our online course resides there. There's a lot of divorce professionals there that you can just kind of start to get your toes wet. If you're not quite ready to make that decision, I'm so glad you brought that up, Catherine. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I'll just end on a high note. We all know that divorce is very difficult and hard, but I was speaking with a client today and we helped her through her divorce. It was a very hard divorce with some addiction issues that her husband has. And it took her about 10 years to decide that it was the right thing to do. And she's never been happier. It's been about six months. She is looking into a new job, a new opportunity. She's actually dating and really having fun. Just the happiness and the, the joy that I see in her is not something I've seen for over a decade. And I just want to share that with everybody listening. Because it's hard. And that's that's not an uncommon story. Women yeah. feel so guilty about wanting to be happy. And then they feel scared because they don't feel like they can financially do it. You yeah. know, and some people would rather sacrifice some lifestyles that they're used to for their happiness. And some don't want to sacrifice that anymore. But it does take probably most, and Karen, correct me if I'm wrong, most of the women who are stay-at-home moms, even some of the not stay-at-home moms, they've been thinking about it for 10 years. They're just waiting for their kids to get older. And yeah, that's not yeah. really the right answer either. But it's sad to think that some people are just living really unhappily when they really, there's endless possibilities out there. And yeah. divorce does not define who you are. It's a chapter in your story and you get to define who you are moving exactly. forward. So good for her. I wish her the best if she's listening. Uh, you're on the right great. path. That's awesome. And great advice to share, Catherine. Thank you so much, Catherine, for joining. Thank you, Karen. This was absolutely amazing. And it 
is a whole new perspective that needs to be shared. And I think even more importantly, a resource for the women that listen to Financially Ever After. So thank you for being here today. Thank Thank you you for having us. Thank you for joining us today. And it was a fabulous conversation with Karen and Catherine. I know that I learned a lot and learned about a new service, quite frankly, that I didn't know about. As I mentioned, one of the most time-intensive parts of our job is, well, collecting documents, creating budgets, and working directly with our clients to make sure that we have all the financial information. And quite frankly, that's not our superpower. Our superpower is really modeling out that settlement, the tax impact of understanding, do you keep the house, sell it? Do I need to go back to work? Really modeling out long-term to make sure that our clients are on a financially secure path. And well, the superpower of our guests today is really making sure that all that financial information is there available for all the important resources, all the important people on your financial team, on your divorce team. And if you have questions about that settlement, of whether or not it's sustainable for you. And if you're on a financially secure path, please do reach out. That is what we are here for. As I mentioned, it is our superpower. We are here to help you make great decisions through your divorce to make sure you don't make mistakes, mistakes that you can't recover from. So if you want to speak to me, please do reach out. You can reach me at Stacy S-T-A-C-Y, at francisfinancial.com. You can also visit our website, www.francisfinancial.com. Thanks for joining us today. We'll see you in two weeks.